Hey, hey, friend. Welcome back to yet another episode of Simply Complicated. I'm a little nervous going into this because I've been sitting there and I've had my cup of coffee and I was like marinating on a topic um, for this week and I found it. Rejection. It's big, it's juicy, it's scary. Let's do it. Oh, hey, friends. Welcome. And I know I just said welcome, but that was like before the music. So now we're like back and into like the really lofty part. Ruby, no. I'm not sure what Ruby's doing. No. Oh, she's just playing with the blanket. That's cool. Um, so now I feel like it's after the music. So it's totally okay to like welcome you again to the official section of the podcast. <laughs> Ah, oh, sometimes I just shake my head at myself, but you know what? It's fun being me. So anyhow, as I was saying, I like to sort of um, ponder what I'm going to riff with you about. Like I don't just come on here and just um, talk out my butt. Like I am quite intentional um, with what I want to share on this podcast we have some great guests coming up by the way sean bastock luca mccabe from boob to food we've also got emily ehlers from eco with m we've got rachel cable i'm interviewing tomorrow like things are gonna get crazy around here in terms of the amazing knowledge and the diversity of topics that we're going to be talking about And so that's really important to me because I don't think that there's one sort of box and there's so many areas of our life that are just so beautifully, simply complicated. One of them, which is what it's landed for me today, is rejection. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, it makes me uncomfortable even saying that. Um, If you can hear digging, it's Ruby. Like, lady, girlfriend, chill. Chill out. No. No. Anyhow... (laughs) Oh, this is a How Not to Train Your Dog podcast as well, by the way, featuring Rubes. She's a savage, but I love her. Um, okay, so rejection, back back on the, on the page. <laughs> Shit. Rejection, it's, you know why I'm getting like this is because it's something that I experience. We all experience it. I... Um, have gone through it again recently, um, but in terms of how do we experience rejection, it could be through um, our peers, like our friends not loving our ideas. It could be through applications for jobs. It can be through um, like applying for jobs and things like that. That can be a really confronting and vulnerable process. It can be through applying for houses, relationships, sheesh. That's a lofty one, especially, you know, whether you're in a relationship and you're feeling rejected, turned down, not validated by your partner, or whether you're single and you're putting your heart out there. Um, And in the whole dating game, that can, you know, that's just asking. It's a breeding ground for like rejection. Um, Yeah. So that's absolutely there. 
you can feel rejected like if you're an artist like whether you worry we all worry about how we're going to be received and what that looks like for us and it's you know it really pulls on the heartstrings in terms of um asking you to be vulnerable you know and whenever we're vulnerable we open ourselves up to judgment um criticism rejection um and that can stop a lot of us from moving forward now rejection is not something i'm scared of i'm definitely not afraid to be rejected i probably am a little skewed the other way i tend to just i wear my heart on my sleeve in everything like i dive head first into anything that calls me my mum says i'm incredibly impulsive shout out to mama ford like thanks for that um (laughs) um you know i very much if i feel it you know it if i think it's a good idea let's do it if i've got that idea for a holiday i'm sending my friends like you know airbnbs and holidays and all of this now trying to gently peer pressure one of them into coming to bali with me um, because I'm still a bit, I don't really want to go on my own for my first trip to Bali, but, um, yeah, like we are a const- I'm, I'm very much foot on the throttle kind of person when it comes to taking action. When I get the green light in my mind or I think or feel a certain way, I find it, you know, like if you are important to me in my life, you know, right? Um, my friends and family will probably all testify to that. I, yeah, I like to make plans. I share on Instagram and that sort of thing when I my intention is to write the next book or do the thing or play in the event, I move forward. I'm not scared of being rejected. However, I really don't like... <laughs> the feelings that rejection brings up and that's what I think a lot of us like are we actually scared of someone saying no to us like that's what I want you to think about today and I want us to dive into and unpack what rejection really means for us and whether we're actually scared of someone saying no or no thank you or like fuck off um Or are we nervous and really want to avoid the stories and the thoughts of what that will bring up for us? Because I really don't, I'm not having a good time um, ever when I deal with um, the stories and the thoughts that come up when someone has said pass or no thank you or you just know that you're not someone's cup of tea or that your suggestion isn't being, um, you know, met with like, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Whether you get the like, oh, okay. You know, that doesn't feel great because that act in itself, no thank you, or it's not for us, or better luck next time, or sometimes nothing is said at all right? You get silence, you get crickets. That's a great one, isn't it? That that really helps you feel great about yourself. <laughs> That's not so scary in itself, right? Someone saying, mm, 
no thank you. That's not actually scary. That's just someone exercising their right of free will. Like we are not for everyone. Our ideas are not for everyone. Our creations are not for everyone. Our choices, our beliefs, our love is not for everyone. And people are perfectly entitled to say no, thank you, or no, fuck off, on your way, boy, bye, or what do they say when it's a girl, like, no, ho, (laughs) I don't know, I don't know, I'm not sure, Um, anyway, mm, later, whatever it is, um, that's not scary, that's okay, it's what comes after it for us, the people who have face the rejection um that can be a real downer like it's you know it's no fun having someone not love everything about you and then you have to face that in some way shape or form like especially when you go for a job sorry the applicant the other applicant was just better I had one of my friends um say that she was told and I was like (laughs) fuck like that's really honest like great but that can play on your mind and the story that you know spins on from that that's what I want to talk about today so it's never the action of someone else's decision it's this what we're allowing that decision to mean that sits with us that we take home so in terms of okay we were just talking about say a job application So the other applicant was just better. Now we could just go, okay, if we're like feeling really aligned and really like our growth game is strong and we're feeling really great about ourselves and we've had a great hair day and we've had a good breakfast and, you know, everything's going sweet and we're at a really good place in our cycle, we might just go, oh, they must have deserved it then. That's great. However, you know, The odds of us feeling that way when we've had our heart crushed by not getting the job that we thought we wanted are slim, (laughs) very slim. We're probably going to start to go, well, I'm not enough. Someone's better than me. I'm shit. I'm terrible. I'm never going to be able to get this job. I'm never going to get employed. What's wrong with me? I knew I should have worn a different outfit. (laughs) You know, like we start making someone else's decision mean that we are less than, that we are not worthy, that there's something wrong with us and that we are not enough. When actually that's not what happened. You just didn't get the job. doesn't mean any of that stuff that's going on in our minds. Same thing with your art or whatever you're creating. You are not creating for everyone right you are creating for the for yourself you are creating for the people who get it you are creating for creating sake because is there anything more beautiful than the process you know it's not like I know when through the pitching books um there's a high chance that book my book one of my books is going to get rejected like becoming brave that you know like that you send out we send out a bunch of submissions before it got picked up 
you know, that's just part of the process. You look at Elizabeth Gilbert. She reckons she was rejected hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. And then her book, Eat, Pray, Love, so it was on like the New York Times bestseller list for over two years, right? So you can't, I mean, you can do whatever you want. This is what I always say. You can't feel that way about that, but you can feel however you want about anything. But it's the story that we attach to the circumstance or the instance or the action that causes us the pain. It's not the rejection itself. It's what we allow it to mean for us that really brings us undone. It's not the rejection itself. It's the story we allow it to mean for us that brings us undone. And I repeated that again because I really wanted it to sink in. It's like relationships, okay? If you put your heart out there and you show your vulnerable side, And you show up and you say, hey, you know, I really like you. I think you're great. I would really like this, you know, to have a go at this or whatever it might be. And someone says, no, pass. (laughs) That can be soul destroying for sure. But like, like, again, people have their free will. We are not for everyone. However, the internal dialogue of what we allow their decision to mean for us can be catastrophic. I'm unlovable. I'm not good enough. What's wrong with me? I'll never find someone. How am I supposed to meet someone? I've wasted all this time. It just keeps coming back to what's wrong with me. Well, honey, nothing's wrong with you. You just weren't for them. And that can be really, really hard. But again, it's not them saying no. It's what that means for you and what you're allowing it to mean. So rejection is not the enemy here. Rejection is freedom because more often than not, a no from something is just the perfect doorway to a yes from what's right for you in every way, shape and form. That's why I love no thank you. That doesn't, that thank you doesn't necessarily mean it's coming from them. They might say no and you can say thank you. Maybe that's what it means all along. But getting to that place of being okay with feeling rejection, That takes a a consciousness and an awareness of your thoughts that you understand why you're doing what you're doing. And, you know, it's obviously that abandonment, rejection, um, judgment, that wound that many of us have, when that's open or it's flicked or it's, you know, there's some, it's been bumped, that's a chance for us to do the healing work around that if it hurts if it's been torn open that's where we can work to heal because if you are looking for someone else to validate you or to make you whole or to fill the gap then you are handing the power over to someone 
and it shouldn't be going anywhere other than yourself. We are the only ones who can make us feel whole. The job won't validate you. The relationship won't value do, validate you. The critical acclaim from someone going, your art is amazing. Your singing voice is phenomenal. Like while all that is really great to hear, unless you actually believe it for yourself, they're just, it's like you're pissing in the wind, really. It's just never going to, it's just, it's just going to end up a mess. <laughs> I just had a visual of everyone pissing in the wind. Just so you know, messy, messy business. Oh my God. Okay. Total side note here. How good is Bluey? If anyone has children and you know, Bluey, the cartoon, fun fact that, um, if fruit bats, like, cause fruit bats, right. Hang upside down. And they wee, so when they wee, it goes all over them and then they smell a lot. Like, gross. And thanks, Bluey. <laughs> oh, good heavens. So, okay, we'll, we'll backtrack. By the way, Ruby's now happily in my lap and just snuggling me. Like, honestly, what would I have done without her this winter? It's so nice having her, like, especially when you are feeling, because I mean, look, I do, I catch myself, um, for sure worrying, you know, like in terms of relationships, like, will I meet someone? I don't know. Like I try not sit there very long. I acknowledge it. I am very aware that I would like to meet someone, but, and I, I know when I'm slipping into that place of um lack and it doesn't feel good and that awareness is how I can bring myself back I don't tell my like I don't beat myself up it's not about beating yourself up for slipping out of alignment and you know getting to a place where you're doubting yourself and your ability or your humanness it's not about going oh fuck you shouldn't be having that thought Katie oh my god like uh you're human. Our brains are beautifully complex. This is a thought process that I had for years. So naturally, when you know certain situations trigger me, my I, I'll go there. Like my brain will want to go there and go, "You're not enough. You're not enough. You're not enough. You're going to be alone." Oh, I'm not alone. I've got Ruby. Ha ha ha. Jokes on you. Um. <laughs> Now, having the awareness of knowing what my body feels like and being aware and not just accepting that I'm going to just sit in this discomfort for ages. Like I become aware when my body and my thoughts aren't matching the vibration that I wish to sit at. And I acknowledge it. It's that acknowledge, ask, proceed bizzo that you've heard me speak about I acknowledge that I'm I'm having these thoughts right I acknowledge that that's coming up for me I acknowledge that I'm feeling that way and then I ask why am I feeling this way oh because of this 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 and this yeah cool and then I also ask myself well is this true do I want this to be true about me do I want to feel this way do I want to believe that thought? And my answer is usually, fuck no. Onwards, sweet potato. Onwards. 
right? And then I proceed. Well, how do I want to feel? Right? And then I pull myself and I carry myself into that feeling and that thought space. So whatever thought that I want to replace it with, I don't just think it and say it. I feel it. I call that emotion in. I choose it. And I choose it over and over again. But not until I've learned what I needed to learn from that experience and that thought. It's really important to not just brush over it. And I don't know whether I've said this before on here. I know I've spoken about it in a lot of my lives and things like that. The importance, sometimes you've just got to have a day. I like to put timeframes and things on if something happens, right? And I've, you know, got a a phone call that's rocked my world or, um, you know, there's been some rejection of some kind and I'm disappointed or I feel judged or I'm sad about something. You don't want to rush over that, right? It's really important that we feel what we need to feel so that we can, and then we choose when we're going to heal, right? Feel what you need to feel, choose when you're going to heal, right? So if it's, sometimes I'll just be like, you know what, I'm going to let myself feel this for as long as I need to today. Or it could be this, you know, this is not going to move quickly. It could be, I'm going to give myself till lunchtime and then I'm getting on with it. Usually I'm a day. I usually give myself the remainder of that day because with, with each new sunrise, I reset. Sunrise is reset. Bedtime is like a luxury for an overactive mind or beautifully busy mind. I love bed. I'm just like, oh, thank God. I can let go of whatever happened that day. Whenever, like if I'm experiencing something funky. So that's important, you know, when it comes to shifting gears freeing the funk, understanding rejection and being okay with it is possibly giving yourself a time limit to have your pity party. Pity parties are great. We all need them. We just don't want to be there too long. You know, like no one likes to be the last person at a pity party. You know, like you don't, we're only, and I've said this before, we're only a victim as long as we choose to be. We're only a victim as long as we choose to be. And a pity party, like, that gets real old real fast. But go get the best seat, like, in the whole entire, like, life restaurant, have a good cry feel really shit about yourself, rant, like FaceTime one of your girlfriends or rant in Facebook Messenger or a group chat or something like that. And then when you're done, you're done. We get to decide what we allow everything to mean for us. We are responsible for our own feelings, our own thought processes, our responses, our reactions, That is entirely and wholeheartedly on us. 
No one can make us feel anything. 